Welcome to episode number 240, The Next Level. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Trey, Gabe, Goose, and Steven. The next level in this episode, we have special guests Trey Hall and Steven Adams. We cover topics that range from self-development, sports talk, the pros, goal setting, the current pandemic, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ken Doherty and Emil Zadapek. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, gentlemen, Trey and Steven, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us, Jimmy. Appreciate you having me on, man. Trey, thanks for getting this all worked out and organized. That's awesome. All right, so let's jump right in. Steven Adams, man, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Yeah, so uh, again, I'm Steven Adams. Um, I come from Hamilton, New Jersey. Uh, play football, played football at uh, Nottingham High School um, in, in Hamilton. And then uh, was fortunate enough to be able to go to Del Val, Delaware Valley in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, uh, play football there. Um, I was initially a basketball player turned football player. Then it was quarterback turned punter. Uh, so I've had an interesting road to get where I am today. Um, but, you know, I'm very blessed to be where I am and to have, uh, you know, accomplished the things I have on this journey. I love it. So let's talk about growing up a little bit and, and, and sports. So what sports did you play growing up? Was it football and baseball? I mean, sorry, football and basketball, or did you play other sports? Uh, strictly football and basketball growing up. Uh, those were the two that were so fast-paced that it could keep my attention. Uh, stuff like baseball and everything else I could never get into just because I didn't want to sit around. Like, I had to stay active. So. Um, I had a much more of a taking to basketball. um, But as I got older, football just kind of took over and, uh, you know, went on from there. So what what do you think when it when it comes to team sports and a child's development growing up? You know, um, I I was kind of one of those people as well. I, you know, my mind is a butterfly flew by me, man. You got my attention. Um, What do you think? When it came to sports and, and you know development with uh, be, being a teammate and, and things like that, how, how did that help you uh, in your your own growth and your own development as a child? Well, I think what it allowed me to do early was, uh, you know, I, I really was able to take over a leadership role from a young age. Um, I was put in the forefront of our teams because typically my dad was the coach, so he wanted to see his son be a leader. And um, you know, I followed sports my entire life. Um, you know, I've, I've really been engaged and been interactive myself. So, um, being that young, being in, in the team sports, it allowed me a, to get a leadership role, but B to learn other values, such as unselfishness, camaraderie, all those things that growing up coming into situations like at Del Val, when I had to switch over from quarterback to punter, being so young and being in those situations before allowed me to just deal with that as if it was just second nature when I got to those levels. So, um, unselfishness, sacrifice, all those things I learned from a young age. Um, and when, as I got older and got into my those sports programs at Nottingham and Del Val, they preached a lot of the same things that made it easy to transition into. 
I love that. So did you have, uh, I'm sure your dad was, a, you know, one of your favorite coaches. Do you have anyone else that was like a role model coach uh, that kind of helped you along the way? Um, I've had a bunch of just, you know, a lot of great coaches in my life. I've had the, you know, the pleasure to work with. Um, he's going to hate me for saying this, but Duke Greco, man, is my guy. Um, and from from the first time I got to Del Val, I'll tell you straight up, Duke didn't like me. Uh, I was lazy. I had a little arrogance, a little chip on my shoulder, <laughs> right? Like that cockiness. But the yeah, relationship yeah. I was able to form with him over my four years at Del Val is special. Um, it's even to this day, like, you know, I can give him a call anytime, place. Um, and, and he, I know he's going to have my back and be there for me. Uh, like I said, man, it's a special relationship. And outside of, you know, having, you know, the privilege to play for my father all the years that I did, um, I would say Duke, you know, did an excellent job, you know, as a coach, as a person, um, just allowing me to be myself and find my niche and thrive. I love that. I love that. So so explain a little bit about the, the process that happened, um, you know, from QB to punter. Like, how did that happen? Did they talk you into that? And before you do that, and I'll, I'll ask again if we forget, I thought I thought you made an interesting point about Coach Duke saying, um, actually utilizing, maybe you thought, you know, maybe came in a little, you know, arrogant or whatever it was. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? Sometimes, that, sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's good that you have someone that's confident. You just got to redirect their energy. Right. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes, you know. You got it. You kind of want that on your team, uh, that that level of confidence. So and I'll tell you, a- I'll tell you honestly, like just to touch upon it real quick, I think that's what he did an awesome job doing was helping us understand, like, hey, you are talented, you are very good at what you do, but like, you still got to work for it, and you still got to yeah. go get it. And there's like, you're not like, you're not at your peak yet. You're not in your prime yet. Like, you still got to get there. And I think like the not only him but the entire coaching staff really helped us understand, especially myself, like what you get in or what you put in, excuse me, what you're going to get out. And, um, you know, like I said, they really put me in an environment where I felt I could thrive and succeed. And, you know, that's what ended up happening. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well said. Um, all right. So explain a little bit. So you want to talk about a humbling experience. You go in thinking QB, you end up being punter for the better. It ended up being a better situation. So explain that though, you know, for someone who might be in that same situation. Tell you straight up, man. Um, really humbling experience from the start. Um, you know, I came in, like I said, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. I went to Albright college originally when I was coming out of Nottingham high school and I had a really, really humbling experience there just because I had to leave the school, relocate to Del Val. Like that whole entire process in itself was a very humbling experience. So having to then transition from Delaware or excuse me, from Albright to Del Val, Delval from quarterback to punter, it didn't seem like it was too much because I just wanted to play at that point. Like I had taken a year off. I sat the year out. I was kind of tired of watching everybody else play and my friends, you know, my friends posting on Instagram and their uniforms and, you know, all this stuff I had to watch and admire from afar. So when it came to making a decision of, okay, am I going to stay at quarterback? Am I going to punt? Maybe do something else. I saw, I said, Hey, I'm here. Um, I'm all in. And uh, this is a good opportunity for me to just get on the field be with the upperclassmen like Trey, Danny Wynn, Rashad Lady, like those guys, learn the culture of the program. And then Duke gave me the option. He said, if you want to go back and be the quarterback in the spring, you absolutely can. But for me, um, after that first year at, at punting, um, I really found a lot of comfortability there. Found my own, like I said, it was my own thing. It was different. And uh, because I had so much success early on, it made me hungry to then go forward and see what I could make of this thing. 
That's amazing. I love that. So Trey, how do how do you can you explain before we move further you your relationship with Steven and how, how that developed or how you guys know each other? It's the craziest thing. I actually played against Steven in high school and I didn't even know. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> we we awesome. scrimmage. We scrimmage Nottingham every year. Um open scrimmage. We play them and then I get to cop like we go to Del Val together, which is in Pennsylvania. I know it's a confusing name. So if you live out like if you go out there, there's a lot of guys from Philly. So if you're from Jersey, you really have to make it known you're from there. Like you said, that yeah. cockiness, that arrogance, <laughs> you really gotta say, like, yo, we're, I'm from Jersey, what part are you? So um he came in and really that's that's where we started linking, you know, figuring out where he was from. And it was a similar situation with me. I came in high school, I played linebacker, and then I switched. I went, I said, you know, I want to play safety. I feel like I wasn't big enough. I was like 180. And um I was stubborn. Like I was getting to the point where I wasn't playing. I actually ended up quitting my, um, my sophomore year. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to a different college. Like this isn't for me. Um, luckily, I came back and ended up playing linebacker. And that's when I met Steven. I think I was a junior when he was a soft, when he was a freshman. So um, he really came in, man. And I remember that day, like he had to decide, like they were like, yo, you got to go with it. You have a better, this is what they say, God. You have a better chance of getting on the field if you play this position. You're like, I can go home for all this. <laughs> like, I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying tuition. I, I want to yeah. play. All right? Like, it's it's different. So, and then, you know, he really just, just stuck it through. He was like, you know, I'm going to do this. The next thing you know, like, we're at practice and we're just, and the thing about punters, they just stand on the side. Steven is used to being in the middle of, like, center of practice and light is on him. To the point where he's just like chilling on the side, punting at periods, and it it was just so different. So, really, I started seeing him, and we just kept talking and talking, and then they say, you know, it just started, that's when everybody started looking like, ooh, and then that's what happened. Then after that, I let him tell the rest. <laughs> that's how it happened, man, for real. Hey, man, he he gives me a lot of credit there. I, I I just did exactly what I I stuck with, knowing that I did, which is hard work, man. Like. I didn't care that I was a punter. I didn't care that I was a specialist. Like I knew what the the persona or the perception was, excuse me, about specialists and whatnot. But I all I knew was work. So I didn't feel comfortable sitting on the side while linebackers are, you know, running gassers or team drill. Everybody's working their tail off. And if I'm just sitting there, it never felt right. So I knew I'd had to work towards learning the position already. So that drove me and motivated me more to want to be on the side working. But I also wanted to get the respect of the upperclassmen and show them like, Hey, I take this seriously too. And even though I'm just a specialist or even though I'm a punter and like, I care about winning and I'm here to win titles with y'all and whatever I got to do to contribute, I will. And I think guys like Trey and like, I'm, you know, some of the other guys I mentioned, they saw that they saw my hunger and kind of took me under their wing and gave me the ability to learn from them and grow with them. I love it. What, what is it about um, football? I think I know I have some, you know, uh, inclination, but w- what is it you think about like walking away uh, when you leave in high school or when you're leaving uh, college? Is do you think it's the the camaraderie, or is it kind of uh, what I believe is almost that whole time, especially in your you know you're becoming a man, so to speak, and by the time you live you leave college, you, you are. Um, but it's almost like that challenge and development of manhood, where when you are tackling somebody, almost that whole thing is the challenge of uh, that that overcoming those obstacles, like poking your chest out when you plow through somebody. 
um, when you leave that it's kind of like, it's hard to walk away from because it's, it's all, you know, can you guys, obviously you guys are both football players and you went through that. Can you explain a little bit of that? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, yeah, I guess I can go first with Steven cause he's still in it. So yeah, <laughs> go ahead, dog. <laughs> with me, like after you stop playing ball, you kind of get that, like, what do I do with this energy now? Like, we, like you mentioned, you, we focus on these morals, even like you know, hard work, dedication, focus, family. And what do you do with that? And you kind of try to be constructive. And sometimes it's hard to do it in a team setting, especially because, you know, everybody's working now. Everybody's kind of doing their individual thing. You're not really in a group every day. So I, for me, that's how I kind of opened up OMTTM. I figured like all the morals in life that you need to be successful, I learned them from football. Like, if I can manage a team, why can't I just manage somebody in an office? It, 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 literally, there's policies and procedures instead of us having to rely on each other in the middle of a play. So it's it's definitely, um, I would say you you just mold it in a different fashion, you know? And I know for Steven now, especially even the high school to college, the post-college, the transition's even different the way you channel your energy, you know what I mean? So Yeah, and, and I'll... I'll just add briefly because I mean that's really what it is man like you just kind of have you're in a different space so while you're with everybody and you're together because like it comes off the field too we talked about camaraderie and everything right like y'all are like you're really always with somebody or at least a group of people like to some fashion at college like you're always around somebody or with somebody so when you're out of that setting and now you're on your own or you're only with your family or, you know, maybe one other person, like whatever the case may be, it's just, you're in a different headspace. And I think you're just ultimately allowed to work on the individual, the individualistic part of yourself, which is like, how am I going to act, behave and carry myself as just a person on a daily basis? Am I going to have, am I going to do the little things like hold the door open for somebody? And I going to, you know, if I have an extra dollar, am I going to give it to somebody on the side of the road? Like, there's these little parts of everyday life that we don't think like, oh, football has anything to do with, but just the sport in itself and just how grueling it is and how gritty it is, it allows you to learn those with people. And then when you get out of that setting, it's almost like re re-emphasizing those points to ultimately understand this is still how I want to be. This is still the way I want to, I want to live my life and I'm still going to do my best to be the best person I can be. It's just outside of the group setting now being on yourself. I love it. I love it. Well said. So, so the title of this of uh, this episode is titled "The Next Level." So, you went from high school uh, to college, and now the next level for you is from college uh, to the pros. So, explain kind of that transition. You know, your decision making, and I want to take this to the next level right after college, um, and where you are currently. Yeah. So, um, for me, it really started after my junior year. Um, when I started to understand that uh, the next level was obtainable. Um, it was a dream always of mine. And and even when I left high school, you know, I was I wasn't really sure I was going to be able to have that opportunity because I was at a D3 school. And I just know, like in my head, I'm playing it out. OK, how many D3 quarterbacks have played in the NFL? And then I'm like, OK, well, it's maybe a long shot, but I'm going to work my tail off to get there. Um, and then when I got switch to punter, I said, okay, well, this is more realistic. Like it doesn't matter where you play. It matters how you play. Am I, I'm going to be viewed in my, my statistics and it's going to be on me to obtain these goals. Right. So after junior year, I was, I was named, you know, all American, all region, all conference, like got the full slate. Um, and it really started to click for me. Like, okay, like I need to take my, I need to just up myself. I need to get 
better and I need to give myself a real chance to do this because now it's it's right in front of me. Um, yeah. I figure one good year, uh, you know, one one year left, one good year, I can really get myself into a camp and then just keep stacking and going from there. So um, I went and started working with coaches because uh, up to that point, I was self-trained. Like I, I had never been with a coach before. So um, I went and started working with some professional coaches, um, got some good insight, got some good knowledge, traveled a little bit, but I still didn't get to that point I needed to be yet because I just wasn't understanding of, you know, little aspects of punting, which is hang time, distance, location, all of these things. Like for three years of the four years I did it at Del Valle, my whole perception towards it was, oh, just kick the ball as hard as you can, kick it as far as you can. That's enough. Yeah. Um, But you start to look at like the detailed aspect of it and you see, well, you're going to be evaluated on much more than just are you hitting a ball 50 yards or not. So I had to kind of learn not only technically about the position, but also the analytic aspect of it as well, which is what am I going to be measured on? How am I going to be evaluated? And a lot of that didn't really resonate with me till I was graduating and I still hadn't hit those pinnacles and those feats that I wanted to hit yet kind of had a little bit of a down year following my my junior year wasn't to the degree where I still wasn't getting looks but it was still to the point where I knew it was still going to be a lot of work for me to get where I wanted to go um so I was fortunate enough I got an invite to uh the college gridiron showcase um it's a division one invitational um I was the only division three guy there so for me I already was coming out starting on a good foot um and then from there you know I was was able to to meet with agents, meet coaches, like the world was kind of open up to me um, for professional football. And, it, you know, again, I knew I was going to take a lot of work, but I was right there again. Um, I met with a coach. His name's Mike McCabe. Uh, he runs one on one kicking and he has probably the biggest kicking company in America right now, works with the most signed guys in the NFL right now. So he's the right person to be with. Um, and I've been with him for two years training now. Um, and it, it's just really been special, man. I mean, just coming from that, like I said, getting that invitational or going to that invitational, I've, I've gone to every camp you can, um, as a specialist free agent, uh, Gary Zoner's camp in, in Arizona. Um, I went to Nick Novak's camp in San Diego. Um, I've trained with guys in Atlanta, Texas. I mean, you name it, I've been kind of all over the country, uh, working wow. with them, trying to get myself out there. So, um, it's definitely been a tedious process um, as a specialist. You know, a lot of things can't click for you. Um, they may not click for you, excuse me, until you're older, like 26, 27. Um, for me, I'm trying to to get there a little quicker. And I, I think I have the talent and capability to do so. I'm just at the point now where I'm waiting for an opportunity and, and then somebody to give me a chance. So can you can you say the uh, the the gentleman that you're working with again, one on one? Mike, Mike McCabe. So is he, is that a local thing um, or is that so, obviously it's probably nationwide, but right. working with him, you have to fly out somewhere or. Right. So we're, so he's stationed in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, um, okay. which is where I've spent probably most of my time these last two years. Uh, like I said, training with him, but he has, uh, I guess, if you will, branches where they, they're in different States. So there is one in New Jersey, uh, one in Colorado, Texas, California. So he's, it's pretty national. Um, but if you want to work with the guy, um, it's yeah, it's Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. So so what's your favorite part uh, currently about the training aspect? Um, is it actually learning something uh, new every day? Is it the actual physical training? Is it the experience, the knowledge, learning a little bit more about yourself, who you are or the possibilities? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think I think the coolest part is just to see how much better I've gotten. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, this started off 
I mean, as simple as possible. Um, when I was just focused on trying to kick the ball down the field and not shanking it, that was my only concern. And now seeing just how far I've grown mentally, physically, um, and seeing the results pay off of all the time I've been putting in, um, that has been truthfully the coolest thing to see, if I will. Um, selfishly, the one other aspect of it outside of just myself, you know, it's kind of the relationships I've been able to make over the years, like meeting people I would have never thought I would ever meet in my life. You know, like I said, training down there with Coach McCabe, um, being around those professionals and, and seeing how they work and, and you know, having some of them mentor me and, and try to get me to that same point. Um, it's really been humbling and it's been an awesome experience and uh, something I'll be able to take with me forever, man. It's, it's, it's been really cool all around. What's one of the biggest lessons you learned about yourself throughout this process? Oh, uh, how hard-headed I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I'll tell you what, dude. I, I, I've beaten myself up. Um, I've, there's been times I, I, I haven't listened to some of these guys I've been in front of and tried to think I could do it my own way. But, um, but man, I've, I've really, you know, like I said, humbled myself and, and, and bought into this whole process and, you know, bought into the coaches and everything they're saying. So uh, that took everything's got growing pains, man. And everything's going to take, you know, it, there's a process with everything. And I think um, for me, I was trying to rush my process. I was trying to accelerate the, the time and, and just get there on my time. But um, I've learned very, very fast that it's it's not on my time. It's on God's time. And it's just trusting his plan and, and, and continuing to, to work hard and and challenge yourself. And, and at the end of the day, putting your head on the pillow and saying, all right, I did everything I needed to do today to get better. And um, that's ultimately getting me one step closer to my goals. What do you think one thing that you learned uh, kind of on the back end that you didn't expect to learn? Um, outside of like the, you know, the strength and conditioning and all that stuff, but maybe something about yourself or something about the business, uh, that you didn't necessarily know and, and obviously found out. Um, I guess, I guess the one part about the business in particular, um, you know, I didn't understand that, you know, there's kind of two parts to all of this where you have your skill positions and like kind of your base players and then specialists, like it's a totally different ball game with both. Um, yeah. like, like I kind of mentioned before, like specialists, like typically you won't see guys get their first crack at it. So I said like 25, 26, 27, but if you look at every other position, what are they looking for? It's youth. Like they yeah. want to be younger. So it's kind of the one position where it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter like where you've been. It's just a matter of what you're doing at that point and how you can ultimately benefit that team. Right. Like again, at that point. So um, that was the most interesting thing to me because when I was evaluating agents and weighing my options there, I was, I wasn't thinking, okay, who's more connected in the specialist world than, you know, the skill position world. Like I was just thinking, and if I have an agent, I can get represented and that's going to give me a chance. But um, you learn really fast, man. There's different connections. There's different people who need to be talked to. There's just a different way things need to be handled with specialists that are so much different than those other positions. Um, and before I got into this, I could, I would have never been able to tell you the difference between the two, even if there was one. Do you have any family members or, um, friends that are in the, who are in the same position that you are now, maybe want to go to the uh, pro, uh, level, or are you kind of just figuring it all out on your own and you know, whatever, or do you have a mentor or someone you talk to about this? Um, yeah. So like I have friends in this game, but like, I've met them all along the way. Like there isn't yeah. anybody who I grew up with or came, came up with who was in the same uh, situation as me. 
Um, I yeah. do have a friend from high school who's a free agent right now. He was with the Saints and the Jets for a little bit. Um, so that's been cool to kind of just pick his brain and see how things have been going with him. Um, but I, I would say two mentors for me um, who have really aided my process are Corey Vedvik, uh, who played at Marshall. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with him, he was the kicker who was traded from the Ravens to the Vikings for a second round pick a couple years ago. Um, and he's bounced around a little bit here and there. But Corey has been um, spiritually and, and again, when it comes to the business and, and athletically speaking, like he has just really been a, a really positive uh, person to have in my life and somebody who has guided me um, and helped me stay patient in my process. Um, and then the other guy I would say is uh, Ty Long from the Chargers right now. He's their current punter kick and he kicks off. Um, you know, I've been able to train with Ty a lot. Um, again, one of those relationships I would have never thought I had up to this point. But Ty has, you know, when we're on the field and we're kicking or even when we're not, and we're evaluating film. You know, he just is able to point out a lot of details, um, a lot of stuff with me that athletically speaking has made a big difference and gone a long way for me um, where I've been able to get results that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have them. Um, you know, have them around. So those two guys for me during my process have been uh, huge. Um, and I'm very thankful, you know, again, that I've had the opportunity to even train with them and be around them and talk to them. No, man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So a little bit of, obviously the last uh, year has been a little wild uh, to say the least uh, with the pandemic. Has that changed any, any of um, uh, part of your journey at all, or just kind of shifts to some things around you just had to kind of, work around X, Y, and Z, so to speak, has it changed your training, anything that it has affected? Um, well, the first, the most substantial difference it's made for me is that it, it, it put a little halt on me getting in workouts last year. Um, yeah. I came out of, so I came out of Gary's honors camp and that's the biggest free agent camp in the country. Um, I came out of his camp as one of the top guys and, you know, had a multiple teams interested in, in bringing me in for workouts and, you know, a workout, one workout with one team can lead to 10 more workouts, you know, just because there's a specific a specificity with the system that your name gets out there, more teams want to look at you, all that. So I had about, you know, 10 teams who were interested in me at the time coming out. And that that was that was awesome. You know, I was really looking forward to that. But I came home and a week later, the country shut down. Uh, yeah. So obviously everything got put on standstill. And the fact that I'm a Division three guy with no experience up to that point, um, they felt I needed a full camp to prepare and be evaluated and all those things. So that was the biggest difference it made for me. Um, since then, training wise, um, I've still been traveling. Um, I've still been able, you know, to stay safe and and, and do things, you know, that I got to get done, whether it's weight training or on the field, whatever the case may be. Um, that hasn't really put a halt to me. You know, I'm fortunate that the country is open enough for me to do those things. So um, it's definitely been challenging you know, being able to get on turf fields and, and, you know, getting access into gyms and stuff like that. But we've been able to work around it and ultimately, you know, stay the course. I love it. I love it. So as far as self-development, what are some of the things you do uh, to better or sharpen yourself mentally? Right. So a lot of people, just as you mentioned, um, there, there, obviously there's a physical aspect, but um, mentally just talking to you, um, you have a very strong, mindset i just you just it comes right off and it's 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 fantastic it's obviously it's what you need uh to get to the next level so speak a little bit about how do you maintain being positive is there, do you read books do you watch uh motivational films do you do any of that or just kind of you stay within your own head um have conversations with uh positive people kind of talk about that because um not everyone everyone's approach is the same and not a, not any single approach is correct it's whatever works 
Yeah, it's whatever works for you because, you know, we're all different, man. So, yeah, um, you know, for me, like, obviously it's maintaining, you know, I've been able to maintain good relationships, good friends, good friendships along the way that have been able to keep me leveled. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm giving off the vibe that, you know, I am that I have that strong mental because my friends would challenge you on that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of those conversations we have behind closed doors, man, you got to have them because the most important thing to me is keeping your mind fresh. And the only way you can do that is by eliminating thoughts and just getting them out of your head, whether that's writing them down, putting them in your phone, talking with people, whatever the case may be, you got to get those those thoughts off your mind um, because they're just going to ultimately stand in the way of where you're trying to go. So that, that's that been, been a big thing for me, you know, conversing, getting my thoughts out, whether again, it's writing it down or talking it out. Um, really been working on my breathing, um, whether that's when I'm there, when I'm in the moment punting or if I'm not, um, it's just practicing good habits on a daily basis. Again, if you're already comfortable and familiar with something, um, when you're in the moment, it's not going to be too big for you. So that's why like, you know, whether there's times I'm feeling anxious, there's times I'm feeling maybe down, you know, even when I'm up, it's controlling my breathing and getting myself getting back to being level headed because, um, you know, like you kind of touched upon, you have to be in this business. You have to stay leveled and, you know, you can't ride your highs too high. You can't ride the lows too low. Um, you just got to stay even kill through it all. So my breathing, talking, and then the lastly for me is just been prayer. Um, you know, I, I have a, uh, an app on my phone actually, where I get, you know, some scripture and some different prayers that I can go through and just, you know, ultimately bring me peace and comfort. Um, you know, whether it pertains to my situation or not, it's just talking with God and, and again, communicating with him and, and trusting in his plan and reinforcing that I do trust in his plan. Um, and, you know, having those conversations and maintaining a relationship with him, ultimately looking for the blessings that he's going to pass on to me. So um, I think Trey talked about it earlier. You know, there's a lot you could take out of this mentally, um, not just the physical part about it. And, you know, that's for me what I've been able to find a lot of comfort in is just those things outside of football um, that when I do bring them to the gridiron and I am on the field and I am in those moments and those stressful situations that, hey, I've already been there, man. I, I know where to go. I know what to practice in those moments that will keep me being me. Because if I'm not – if I'm – if my thoughts are going crazy, if my mind's wandered, if I'm overthinking or if I'm worried or I'm stressed, I'm not being myself because I'm not like that on a daily basis. So when I get in those situations, I'm not, I, there's no reason for me to, to be that way. Just find your way to get back to you. And, you know, mine has been through the things that I mentioned. I love it. I love it. So what's your, um, here we are in April, right? What, what's your vision for 2021? What, what would be a great accomplishment for you this year? You know, the world coming back, you know, hopefully, you know, running back to somewhat, you know, some level of normalcy there. Uh, what would you like to see uh, for 2021 for you personally um, and for your career? Um, well, definitely success. Um, and success can come in different forms. I know that, but just uh, accomplishing my goal, man. And whether that's you know, just getting a, a tryout, uh, a workout, you know, getting a camp invite, rookie camp invite, like whatever the case may be, um, to some degree, something coming to fruition in this process. Um, things have gotten in a way, things have come up, things have happened, they're out of my control. And, you know, I've stayed the course and I've stayed within myself and um, I've, I've stayed on this path, you know, ultimately trying to accomplish what I want to. And I, I want to see that come to light um, because I put the time in, I've worked hard. Um, and, you know, again, I've, I've been everywhere you got to be at this point. I've been in front of everybody. I've been evaluated enough where I feel like I've shown them what I'm worth. I've shown them what I bring to the table. Um, and I would just like the opportunity to prove that. Um, so if I don't make a team, like it doesn't get that far, that, that's okay. It's just the point that give me the opportunity to get in front of you, show you what I can do. Um, and then if it's not in the cards, then I can swallow that pill because then it's on me. 
you know, like right now it kind of feels like it's been the process or it's been this thing or that thing or this person or that person. But, you know, I wanted to ultimately come back to me and my work. And I don't think that can happen until I get that first crack at it. I love it. I love it. So explain to folks a little bit about how you, uh, you manage work-life balance, right? So you're working your tail off, uh, doing X, Y, and Z just to, uh, you know, cause when that opportunity knocks, you got to be ready to rock and roll. Right? right. Um, how do you manage and balance life? You know, still have the ability to hang out with friends and hang loose without being so, you know, uptight at all times. And listen, like you said, you're going to have to have those conversations with your buddies. You're going to have to have those conversations with God. Uh, but in the middle of all that, when, you know, you're just, you're doing, like you said, you're doing all the right things. Uh, at one point, it's going to line up, you know, uh, let it be God's will, but it'll line up for you. Yeah. Um, how do you, how, you know, how do you manage everything? Like, how do you balance everything? Because people always get um, freaked out. I do think at some level, you have to be obsessed. And uh, in, in, in what you're doing, but explain a little bit of how you go through that process, I guess, without getting burnt out, so to speak. Um, and what are some of your tips? Um, I would, you know, all I can really say is I'm so thankful for my family, man. Um, if anything is to come of this last year, I got to say, it's just the time I've been able to put in with them, um, be around them. And, and, and again, like just just get that comfortability, familiarity back with my family that, you know, you kind of you kind of lose when you go to college, like you're away from them. So number one has been my family, man. Uh, my girlfriend, Marissa, uh, she she has just been awesome for me and, and my parents. You know, I can't thank them enough for their hand in this process. Um, like I said, it is challenging and, and things do come up and, and it is hard. But, um, you know, for me, it's just you, you still got to live like football is my life, like in terms of what I want to do with my career and all that. But like it's kind of like the movement LeBron has started with the more than an athlete. Right. Like I'm more than a football player. So I shouldn't when I'm there or when I'm when I'm in the moment, when I'm going to workouts and I'm doing all those things, I'm going to give it 110 and I'm going to do my my absolute best and give you everything I got. But outside of that, when I leave the gym, when I leave the field, it's got to be you got to be able to, to just disconnect and and remember, like, hey, we're human, man. And, and we got other parts of life that matter. Um, and, you know, just not letting those that 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 pressure that you kind of talked about of, of working so hard and, and, you know, trying to master the craft, like just understanding, like, hey, like, like I said, I'm going to be with my girlfriend. I'm going to relax. I'm going to take time with her and I'm not going to worry about football. If I'm going to go hang out with some friends, like, Hey, we got plenty of time to chop it up and talk football and whatnot. But like, let's also talk about life and make sure we're addressing those things too. I think it's just understanding, like, it's not just football in this life that there's bigger things. And, um, you know, I'm just very, like I said, very grateful. I've been able to maintain a lot of those relationships that have kept me in that, in that thought process. Well said, man. I love it. So, uh, Stephen, this is my son, James. James, what's up, Steven. James? How you doing, man? Good. Nice to meet you. So, so I've been talking to James a lot um, about being a punter, which is interesting. Um, so, so uh, Steve, uh, Stephen's a punter. He's going to be a pro punter. Okay. So, Stephen, what's one of the couple things you give uh, my son some pointers uh, uh, with with that with the process? He's only seven now, but hey, okay. time flies. One day he'll get there. Right. right. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just going to tell you: if you want to punt, if you want to play football, you want whatever you want to do, man, go get it. Go have fun with it wherever your heart's at, whatever you want to do, man. Go have fun with it because, you know, that's something I miss. You know, I miss when it was just all about fun and enjoying it and and it wasn't so work-based, you know what I mean? But 
Um, whatever you have the most fun doing, whether that's punting or, or if it's going to be anything else, man, you just go out and you have the time of your life and you enjoy it because what we're supposed to do is chase our passions. Um, I'm chasing my passion and what I want to do in my life. And if you find that in punting, Hey, we got to get you with coach McCabe and we got to get you going and start swinging <laughs> that leg, dude. But if not, and you're going to do something else. Hey, just make sure you put yourself around the right people. We got a great dad here and probably got a great support system around you. So you're going to have it all, man. Just wherever you want to go in life, know it and go get it. Thank you. And no problem, buddy. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Um, Steven, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That was great. Oh, not a problem. Um, and, and, you know, just to wrap things up, you know, I'll, I'll allow you to, you know, provide some closing words and Trey, you as well. But I, you, 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 the way, when you speak, I said this earlier, when you speak, there's something special about you, man. There's something there. Um, I, I wish you. you nothing but the best. Um, I truly do believe uh, in you. I believe in the process. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily, you know, work out the way we want it to work out. Sometimes our expectations don't meet the results. So then it leads to frustration. Uh, it's something that I always talk about because that was me uh, at one point, obviously on a different spectrum. Um, but there's something, there's a vibe that I'm getting off of you that it, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen the way you think it's going to, but something's happening uh, more positive, you know, positive future for you, for sure. A lot of success coming your way. Um, uh, but with that being said, is there anything you want to say in closing or, or, um, Trey, do you want to say anything in closing? And if not, how can people follow you on uh, social media? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pop it off. Um, I kind of touched upon it a little bit right there. Um, but it's, again, man, like, no matter what position you're in in your life, whether you're 25, graduated from college, or you're 14, starting high school, or seven year old, seven years old like James, man, like, know your passion. Like, know what you want to do with your life. And that might be hard when you're that young, but, like, I feel like we all kind of have a, a little bit of a gauge of what we want to do and what we enjoy doing the most. Um, so definitely, you know, my number one thing, man, is whatever you want to do in your life, take that and run with it. Um, and, and don't just go with it and, and kind of drag your feet through it, like fall in love with it, fall in love with that process we've talked about, like go get everything you want because it is obtainable. If you put the time in, you put the work in, like good things come to those who work hard. Um, and like you kind of just said on the surface, it may not come right away. It may not hit you right, but it's going to come. And even if it's just lessons you take out of grinding that way, that's still valuable. And you could still be successful with those tools um, because that's what they are, man. They are tools for you to continue this life and continue to chasing success and all that. So, um, and then the last thing, man, just master the craft, like whatever that is, go, like I said, go get it, master it. Like really want to be a full blown, like master in what you do, because that just opens up more doors, more opportunity for you. Like, don't close the door on being your best version of yourself. And whatever that is, whatever that is, that may be, just don't close those doors because you can get anything you want if you just put the time in there. Well said. Well said. Thank you. And uh, Trey, what about yourself, man? Yeah, absolutely. Just to piggyback off Steve, like you said, um, if you're going to do anything, do it to the max. Or do, don't do it at all. Like Master Yoda said, there's no try. Do or do not. And... Um, yeah, like you said, the tools, those basic tools we learned as kids, the hard work, focus, dedication. When you're literally doing something, focus on that one thing. If you have practice, be at practice. If you're with family, be with family. If you're with friends, be with friends. So it's like, make sure you have the balance in life and just have fun with it. Like like you said, like you have to have, because like, I don't want to say we're only here once, but enjoy your life while you're at the age you are. Because, you know, when people get to the retirement, 
they don't talk about, you know, I wish I had this or that. They talk about wish they the time they could have spent or things that they couldn't do. It's not the material things at that point. It's other, you know, it's life changing things. So just thankful and blessed as always. Awesome. Uh, Trey, so how can people follow you on Instagram and then Steve will go? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, company page, O-M-T-T-M underscore lifestyle. And uh, that's the best way to follow us. I'll be honest. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Trey Hall. Uh, Trey L. Hall, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, my OMTTM.com as well. Updating the website literally this week. That's some new, new material for you guys. Awesome. And Steven, what about yourself, man? Uh, so for me, um, I'm the same name on Twitter, Instagram. Um, iSteveO, I-S-T-E-E-V-E-O. Um, you know, for anybody who's listening or, you know, whatever the case may be, man, I try to make myself available as much as I can. Um, you know, I'm always checking my DMs and always trying to get back to people, you know, regardless of what it is. So, um, if you're hearing this, you're following me and, and you want to have a conversation, you want to reach out, you know, I keep my stuff open. Um, and I'm always down for a conversation. Um, so, you know, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate you joining us. We like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Ken Doherty. The five S's of sports training are stamina. Speed, strength, skill, and spirit. But the greatest of these is spirit. The second one by Emil Zedo Peck. An athlete cannot run with money in his pockets. He must run with hope in his heart and dreams in his head. The next level. In this episode, we have special guests, Trey Hall and Stephen Adams. We cover topics that range from self-development, sports talk, the pros, goal setting, the current pandemic, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ken Doherty and Emil Zedo Peck. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>